You are now listening to the Hot Take Podcast. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni and Josh Daddy. Time to make it hot. Oh, hey. Welcome in to the Hot Take Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. You can find me at JoshDaly72 on Twitter. And with me, as always, the OG of the show, Mr. Stephen Troni. Welcome to the show, sir. Yo, uh, it is awesome to be here tonight. I am so excited to talk about props. So excited to talk about Thrive Fantasy and get into fantasy football. I mean, look, Thursday, we're less than a week away. I mean, we're, we're going to be talking about the Thursday opener, um, and we have Marcus Grant on the show to do it, so I'm pumped for the night. Absolutely. I was just going to say, joining us uh, again, Dr. Berm. Uh, Dan, what's going on with you? Pleasure to be here. Uh, so excited. A uh, week away from football starting. I mean, what were we doing for the last oh, six, seven months? I mean, it's going to be great. So glad it's, uh, it's football season. And obviously, yeah, your Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl this of year. Course, of course, <laughs> I did put a forty dollars bet at like plus uh, like two thousand or something odds. Okay, or, that sounds okay. great. Uh, well, hey, I forget what the exact odds were, but whatever like, the uh, current uh, Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I like you wearing I the Baltimore that. hat with the with the hot take colors. That's a, that's fantastic. Of course, of course. And uh, and last but not least, of course, uh, Mr. Troni alluded to it already. Uh, none other than the Morale, the Miles Morales of fantasy, uh, Marcus <laughs> Grant. Welcome to the show, my friend. Well, that's that's maybe the best introduction I've ever had yet. I appreciate that. Thanks. It's good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. Of course, uh, Marcus, one of our our more frequent guests. So we always appreciate you. Uh, you know being so courteous with your time and uh fellas speaking of that i mean we got a lot to get to today so i'm just gonna cut right into it this is uh gonna be a little over under edition once again of course very excited to be sponsored uh, we're gonna scroll across the the bottom of the show here all night so you don't forget but of course we wanted to just uh, mention that of course thrive is the sponsor of the show and we're very excited to start working with them uh, and wanted to remind you guys that you can sign up here at thrivefantasy.com and use the promo code hot take and make sure you take advantage of the instant 100% deposit match up to $100 for new users. And uh, there's a, a few few nice size guaranteed contests here in week one. And uh, we're going to be going through one of those. Actually, uh, I think we are doing the, the $10 contest. Is that correct, my friend? Uh, $20 contest, uh, but we wanted to get into some fantasy stuff first before we get into that. Um, but yeah, yeah the $20 absolutely. contest with the 100K prize pool. Um, I mean, is get in there, go over to Thrive, download the app. Um, you know, they're the official app of the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think is really cool. I mean, these guys are legit, they're putting together some awesome software. Um, and you can get in there and win money as long as you're listen to the show every week we're going to help you get there yeah 20k up top in the contest that we are about to go through here for you guys and um you know again that's promo code hot take all one word h-o-t-t-a-k-e and that'll hook you guys up with an instant 100 
deposit match up to 100 uh, up to 100 bucks and excited to go through some of those here uh but first it's kind of uh before we get into that it's kind of like the the antonio show it's like the sub you know if you're gonna have like a, a minor the the major would be our over unders the the minor would be the antonio show today and uh professor i know you wanted to get into a guy that's kind of been on fantasy radars for quite a while now uh, a good eight years or so uh, Mr. Antonio Brown. And uh, I mean, there's a lot that can be said about Antonio Brown, honestly. Um, but I think, I think some of this might, might've been brought out by kind of the, the thumbnail for the, that you created for the show. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I was, I messaged Marcus. I said, Hey, can I just pick any old dumb picture of you and put it up on this promo? He's like, yeah, cool, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and uh, the I had to put the one with the road aware shirt with the never forget. Cause I actually forgot. I, I was guilty of it. I forgot that AB was a bill for like a day and a half or something. Uh, but that's the never forget with the bill and AB with the mustache. So, I mean, you know, in, you know, with the shirt, you know, I want I want the analysis, Marcus. What can we expect from AB this year? Underdog ADP has him going off the board at wide receiver 30. I feel like they're pretty sharp on their ADP. So in your home leagues, you're probably getting him even cheaper. So where are you at with AB right now? Yeah, you know, well, first off, I think you you overestimated. I, I think he was a bill for like an hour. Like I don't even think it was a day and a half. Like I feel like it it because it hit it hit pretty late at night. Even on the West Coast, it was probably ten o'clock at night on the West Coast. So it was really late when it happened. The news broke. Uh, the the people on Twitter who were still awake at the time went berserk for a while, and then like after an hour or so, then reports came from like Schefter and Rappaport that like, yeah, this isn't gonna work out. Uh, so it was off. Um, but as for as for AB this year. Um, you know, weirdly enough, even at wide receiver 30, he might be undervalued. I think, I think the only thing to really concern yourself with is that there are three quality wide receivers in Tampa with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown there. Um, but Brown's still going to get a ton of targets. And, and if you believe in sort of the narratives, right, the fact that he and Tom Brady are roommates, uh, which by the way, would be an amazing reality show. The Tom Brady, Antonio Brown roommate <laughs> they gotta show. Do that. They right? have to. It'd be great. It would be amazing. It'd be like the odd couple, you know, 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever version they're on right now. But, um, you know, I, he's going to get a lot of work in this offense. And and there's a very good chance that, you know, he could outperform that wide, wide receiver 30 ADP. In fact, I sort of imagine that he will. Um, I think the thing that sort of depresses all their their draft values is the fact that they're all going to sort of compete with each other for opportunities but i think all three of them have a chance to be productive wouldn't be surprised if you see three guys with 800 or more receiving yards this year probably all three of them get at least five touchdowns this year so um you know the fact that brown's coming off the board as late as he is ends up being a pretty good value yeah i mean he just hy brady hyper targets antonio brown he loves that slot role AB is that guy. I mean, Wes Welker for years, Julian Edelman, and now it's Antonio Brown pretty much in that role. He does line up on the outside, but a lot of times he is in the slot getting that mismatch. He had two games last season of at least 13 targets. He had six targets in the Super Bowl with a touchdown. In the preseason, he had four catches just like last Saturday. I mean, all he's done is catch a lot of balls since he's been a Buccaneer. So I don't know. It just seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, you know, the ball used to go to the slot quite a bit in the in the Bruce Arians offense, and you used to see guys like 
Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne line up there on occasion. And I mean, that's almost always where the ball was going. So uh, it's not really a huge surprise considering some of the historical factors and, you know, BA's offenses, but uh, it, it's just, it's just an embarrassment of riches to have, you know, Evans and Godwin and, oh, and, and Antonio Brown too. Yeah. Berm, what are your thoughts on AB for the season? I mean, he's a world-class talent, one of the best receivers, um, you know, in his prime, and he's still an amazing receiver. Only problem, like you guys have said, is target share. I mean, the ball's going to be spread around. There's so much talent on the team, uh, but he's still going to get his. He's still going to find that those mismatches, and you know, it, he's it got Tom Brady thrown into him. So. It, feel, it feels like Ravens fans always really respect Steelers, like after the fact, like after they're they're done being a Steeler, <laughs> like they, Ravens fans always love Steeler players. I love that. I don't know why. Right. I think that's a thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, I mean, so like I I like uh, Troy Palomalu a lot more now. Than <laughs> than um, so you might you might have something there. Yeah, but the Ed Reed Troy Palomalu debate is obviously obviously still Ed Reed. Uh, was a was a B the best receiver of the 2010s? As I have the Megatron gear behind me. <laughs> oh man, probably, probably. I mean, yeah. I, I'm old enough to remember when you know Mike Wallace left Pittsburgh, and everybody was like, "Can this Antonio Brown guy fill in where where Mike Wallace left off?" And like, uh, the answer is yes, obviously mm-hmm. yes, yes. And he changed the game in terms of fantasy when we were like, "Let's draft him overall, wide receiver one, or I'm sorry, one overall." So, right. Crazy. Yeah, the Steelers, uh Steelers for quite a while had that, you know, receiver factory there. They'd have the Heinz Wards, Antonio Holmes, Mike Wallace, A B, Manny Sanders. I mean, just one after another. And they still have, you know, decent Chase stable Claypool. now. Chase Claypool. They're pretty good at drafting receivers over there, that's for sure. Uh, but you know, for going from a guy that hasn't been in the fantasy, uh that well, I sh- should say a guy that has been in the fantasy landscape for quite a while and going to somebody that just kind of burst onto the scene last year uh, as a rookie going into the sophomore season. I know I, for one, I'm expecting some pretty big things. And this other Antonio, Antonio Gibson, of course, is who we're talking about, um, you know, uh, Berm, Steve, I know you guys are kind of in that, uh, you know, that DC Baltimore area, but, uh, Marcus, I, I know you want to talk about Antonio Gibson quite a bit. Uh, from what I understand, you kind of have a, a pretty, a pretty, pretty good take on that. So yeah, yeah, the uh, the fantasy footballers do their MVP show, and they ask a whole bunch of analysts to kind of give their thoughts on who the MVP in fantasy could be this year. And I went sort of outside the box with Antonio Gibson. Uh, my reasoning being, it's it's a little bit of production versus draft value, right? Where where you're getting Antonio Gibson probably in the second round. Uh, I know usually it feels like, you know, it's a first round guy that ends up kind of taking that home. You know, it's it's the top scorer a lot of times or maybe it's the top scoring quarterback. But I think where you're getting Gibson in that second round versus what he can potentially provide you, I think, makes him an MVP candidate. We saw what he did as a rookie last year at the running back spot, which was really his first year as a running back. Right. Remember, he was a, a wide receiver primarily at Memphis, came to Washington, became a running back. So we know what he can do as a runner. Now there's all this talk that they want to get him more involved in the passing game. And, you know, maybe it's because Ron Rivera was in, in Carolina for so many years, but the name Christian McCaffrey keeps popping up. But you're talking about a guy who already has that skill set as a route runner and a pass catcher. He's already built upon what he can 
do as an actual rusher. Um, I, I think big things are coming for him, and the fact that you can get him with a second round pick, so you can. I mean, it, it's not it's not implausible that you can start with like a top end running back with you know say a a Derrick Henry or an Alvin Kamara and come back around in the second round and get Antonio Gibson as your RB two. Um, I mean, if that's the case, he's going to pay huge dividends for somebody out there this year. He's just got this huge ceiling. I mean, last season, you know, because he scored so frequently, it made him such a valuable asset. Without the touchdowns, it would have been really tough at times for him to have fantasy-relevant games because the pass catching wasn't there. Whenever Alex Smith dumped it down to him, he was great with the ball. So, I mean, do you, th- Marcus, do you think that that volume can increase with J.D. McKissick still there? I mean, in year two, it feels like natural progression will happen in that role. I think so. I mean, I think I think you can get a little bit more. Um, you know, just again, the fact that they're going to use him uh, as potentially a, a pass catcher, I think, really helps because I don't I don't see anybody there that's going to take carries away from him, really. Um, and so it's just more about increasing that passing volume or that receiving volume. And I think that's yeah. going to happen this year. Yeah, a good point, man. I mean, that's the thing is last year they come out and he had you know, so many more carries than, you know, as compared to that touch, the touch ratio was so skewed towards the carry. I don't think a lot of people really expected that. I think a lot of people like myself included really kind of anticipated that third down back kind of role. And, you know, lo and behold, I mean, this is the same coaching staff that we saw, you know, set up CMC in his rookie year with limited touches. And he didn't, you know, CMC didn't get like a ton of run. And, you know, there was a lot of, uh, I don't want to call it concern, but just kind of, you know, unproven, you know, can this guy be the the lead guy, you know, and carry the load, be a true bell cow. And there was a little bit of hesitation there, you know, that first season Um, we saw the same thing with Gibson. And I I definitely don't think it's out of the question to see another uptick in carries and then see, you know, an absolute, you, you mentioned the high ceiling. I mean, just especially in PPR leagues, I mean, a massive reception floor, um, you know, could be there for it to help everybody out as well and, and really get them into that, you know, fantasy MVP status, which is something that we can definitely see happening. Uh, Berm, any thoughts on Gibson? Uh, if he's going to be getting uh, a lot more of the, uh, the JD McKissick type role of the third down catching, receiving, uh, drop down kind of plays, then That'll be huge. They, they like they head. like both. They like both. They're both are receivers. They're former receivers. So JD McKissick was also a former receiver. A lot of people don't talk about that. So I think that you'll see Gibson in the slot too sometimes. But you know they're going to use McKissick. That, like he's not going away. Who who did go away was Peyton Barber though. So that's good. At least he's not like coming in and taking those goal line carries sometimes. Yeah, that's Alex, Alex Smith out the door too. So you know, maybe yes. there's not so many checkdowns to McKissick. But... This Washington team might be fun. I mean, like, it, like with McKissick in there too, who can? You oh, know... they have they have Fitz Magic, so they're bound to be yeah. fun. Plus that that defense looks stout. So the defense is ridiculous. Yeah, that's a hundred percent, fellas. Why? Well, you know, we should probably get into the uh, the prop segment here. Uh, just because you know that's all we're here to do. We're here to talk <laughs> yeah. some. We're here to talk some over unders. Um, you know, in this one in particular, I'll go ahead and I'll just pull this up on the screen for us, so we can kind of share with everybody at home. And we're gonna uh, go ahead go through this. This is the twenty dollar, the week one NFL. This is the hundred k contest that Steve mentioned. This is at the twenty k up top, and uh, we're gonna go through some of these picks here that you see. Uh, hey, speaking of CMC. 
but we were going to kind of just give you guys like some of our favorite props here. And right off the rip, uh, Professor, I don't know if you want to start it off. I know you're kind of looking at going after this Russell Wilson. Uh, we have an over-under of 266 and a half passing yards. And I should really mention that with Thrive, the way that this is set up, you know, you get different points for the over and under, just like you had different odds if you were going to place a wager on Wilson's actual passing yards prop. So you for the over, you'd be awarded 95 points. And for the under, 105 points. So it's it's really kind of crucial. You want to, you know, out of this big menu of props, you want to pick the right props, but you know, you also want, you know, to pick the props right. Yeah. You want to pick you want to pick the right props and pick the props right. So exactly uh, you can really kind of build up um you know a maximum uh with taking some of these point totals and whatnot. But I'll throw it to you here first, Professor. Uh, to talk about Russell Wilson and that 266 and a half passing yards. You bring up a good point with the points because it's not just, okay, will he hit the over under? It's like you're also being strategic with the points because like we were talking about earlier, one of the ones that stand out to me, stood out to me the most, was, which was an easy, you're going to get it, was 8.5 over under receptions for Odell Beckham against the Chiefs. And 8.5 just seems like a lot. So it's easy to go under, but you're only getting 75 points for hitting that. So right, just right. an example, but with this Russell Wilson, we got 266.5 at Indianapolis. Indianapolis was pretty stout last year when they were all healthy. Um, I think that you can look at the game script in Indianapolis and say, okay, I could see this being an under. And then lo and behold, look, the under is 105 points compared to the 95. I like that there. So that's just kind of an easy hit for me. Yeah, I've got to agree. Um, if you're getting those extra points there, uh, definitely uh, that's more appealing in this case. If you look back, so Russell Wilson, he does start out the season really, really hot. Uh, last two seasons, uh, if you guys recall, he was uh, in the MVP uh, running for like the mm-hmm. first like eight, nine, ten games um, the last two seasons. If you look back, though, at the first week for Russell Wilson and how he's performed, in even in those two MVP seasons, he's had a couple of rough games. One game he had uh, less than 200 passing yards. Uh, I think that you're getting a lot of value here with the under, so I've got to agree. Yeah, you know, I, I like those unders. If I were to put uh... – my pick in place on Russ Wilson's prop here, I would go under as well. Marcus, any thoughts for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably go under. I mean, look, I think the Seahawks are going to sort of revert back to the we're going to try to run the football a whole lot. And look, there were 10 yeah. games last year where where Russell Wilson didn't hit that 266. So, uh, you know, I still think the Colts defense is is pretty good. Um, and I, I think they're going to be I think the Seahawks will, will still try to lean on Chris Carson in that running game early. So I, I think I would probably lean toward the under here. You know the yeah. Seahawks. Seahawks kept Alex Collins. Couldn't believe that. Yeah, I learned that uh, watching their preseason game last weekend. Yeah, surprise. Yeah, I, I think I think in one of my dynasty leagues, someone picked him up. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> that's, that's a good indicator when a guy like Alex Collins, you get that alert. Like, yeah, like what? <laughs> All right, need to go check the news real quick. Um, <laughs> so, uh, a couple guys that were in the news, uh, especially for the. Hail Mary play last year talking about Ooh. Kyler Murray 
and DeAndre Hopkins. Going to talk about a couple Cardinals here out in the desert real quick. And let's go ahead and start it off with Kyler Murray. Uh, Burm, I'll throw it to you first. Looking at Kyler Murray's over-under for his passing and rushing yards combined. And we're looking at 296 and a half. And then, of course, the uh, Cardinals are at Tennessee. I want to remind you guys over is going to get you 95 points and under is going to get you 105, just like the Russell Wilson yardage prop. But Berm, this is passing and rushing. And we know as uh, Ian Harditz would say, uh, he looks like an angry, angry toddler running around out there. Sometimes it just (laughs) takes off on you. So what do you think here with this 296 and a half? Yeah, absolutely. So he does have a ton of big play potential, of course. Um, The over under uh, for the game is one of the highest for that Sunday slate, I think it's uh, 52 points. So yeah. there's, you know, expected to be a lot of offense uh, between you know, both teams, and not uh, a lot of defense, by the way. Hmm? No, especially not a lot of Titans. Oh, not a lot yeah. of defense either. Unless the Jackrabbit has a lot more in the tank than I think that he does. <laughs> Is he playing? Is he healthy? I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I like the over for this. I think it's just going to be such a high-scoring game, and Kyler Murray can just bust out for you know a big run. Um, the fact that you're getting those rushing yards included, I think they're going to be doing a lot of the same kind of uh, uh, scheme as last season, where they really try to get him on the uh, the outside, uh, on the edge, just um, especially in the in the uh, in the red zone, um, yeah. and. I think he can get to 300 yards total for the game. Yeah, I I think it's an easy over. um, And then the 95 points, it's okay to sacrifice like that 10 points. You you know, if you know that this is a high scoring game and you want to follow that trend, you know, that's where you go. But we were talking about, you know, you you compare or you combine that with the uh, DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. Okay, you can say, all right, yes, definitely you're going over, I want to get Hopkins on that one touchdown. It's 0.5 for a touchdown. Or if you're saying, hey, you know what, actually, I think I want to go from the other side of that and just hit the no on that because most people are probably going to think that. If they're going over for Kyler, they're definitely hitting that over for 0.5 DeAndre touchdown. Mm-hmm. Go the other way on that. Maybe he gets his points, other, you know, his touchdowns other places this game. Yeah, that's the way I'm going. Jackrabbit or not, I'm going over on both of these, <laughs> kind of stacking these props. Marcus, do you feel the same way? Yeah, well, I think I think that the nuke one is an easy over, uh, mm-hmm. certainly. You know, I, I, that's going to happen. I, he might even catch a couple against Tennessee in week one. Um, I, I'm sort of torn, but I think I'm leaning the over on Kyler there, too, uh, just because going back, I mean, more often than not, he, he was able to hit that mark. I think the only times he didn't, sort of mid to late in the season when he had that shoulder injury and everything was a little bit wonky for him. But he comes into this year healthy. As as Kyler Murray goes, so goes that Arizona offense this year. Um, so I, I think you know, they need him to get off to a hot start, whether it's with his legs or with his arms. I think that's going to happen. So I, I think um, it'll be close, but I think he does hit the over. Yeah, same game right underneath that, Derrick Henry. Um, you know, when you're looking at rushing yards and receiving yards combined, I just kind of laughed when I saw that they combined the receiving yards. It's not like Kyler where – you know, you have passing yards and rushing yards, and you, know, you can pretty much bank on like 40, 45 rushing yards from Kyler Murray. Um, Derrick Henry, you'd be lucky to catch, you know, a pass in the game. 
Uh, but you know, they can, they can throw the big dog. I don't know why they don't do that. Throw the big dog, some screens and just let them, but, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but 102.5, I mean, you know, when we're talking about him coming off a 2000 yard season, uh, a lot of these over unders for the season total just kind of been extrapolated. You know, they take Derrick Henry's 2000 yards and they, you know, tack another 18th game on it. And you know, these, these can kind of look appealing, but I'm going to be honest with you guys, man. I think Arizona wins this one on the road in Tennessee. And therefore I don't really think the big dog uh, gets a, gets a ton of action here. So I'm personally leaning under the 102.5 yards, Mark. Uh, Marcus, I'll throw it to you first. Where are you leaning at with Derrick Henry here in week one? So I'm going to, I'm going to go over on this one too, just because I don't know. And I have no proof of this, but something in my gut tells me that he's going to be slightly more involved in the passing game than he has been in past years. That'd be nice. I don't, we're not going to suddenly confuse him for Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> right? Like, don't get it twisted. But um, I, I think that that with Todd Downing as the offensive coordinator, I think they want to do things to get him out in space, whether it's just a little dump off, it's a screen pass, because look, Derrick Henry is frightening enough. Derrick Henry with a head of steam coming at a smaller cornerback is nightmare fuel. So Thank I don't you. know why, I don't know why, why they haven't done this so far. I think that happens. Plus, uh, the the added benefit of having Julio Jones in this offense means that defenses can't really stack the box and try to try to yeah. stop Derrick Henry. So, um, you know, even even if the Titans don't win this game, I think they're really going to try and get Henry involved in both facets of the offense. And so I, th- I think he gets over that that number. Yeah, I'll put numbers to, you know, your uh, proclamation that he's going to get more catches this year. Uh, last three seasons, 15 catches, 18 and then 19 last year. Okay, we got a trend right there, baby. We're going for that 20 catches for Derrick Henry in 2021. I see it coming. Uh, but we're talking about rushing yards for this uh, prop here. And Arizona gave up 125 rushing yards per game last season. Um, it's, it's rushing and receiving, bud. Yeah. So They, they want both. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on, I'm on the over. Maybe he gets 5 to 10 receiving yards too to add to that but i think you can just do that with rushing uh, alone hit that with over what do you think berm over yeah i lean slightly towards the over mostly just because arizona's run defense is just abysmal they were like one of the worst in the league last year um honestly though this is one like so 102 103 yards is a is a lot to ask from even derrick henry on any given any given Sunday. Um, I would say if there's only 10 that you have to choose from on the Thrive app, that this is one I would lean towards just not picking. Um, Maybe a just in case, one of the two. Yeah, and it's an equ- it's an equal split too, I should mention. So they're both 100 point value, as you can see. So right. uh, I got outvoted three to one. So I went ahead and hit the over on this one. But um, but I, th- I still feel like that's a pretty strong play. I mean, I, I do, I do think he'll be more involved, but I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just leaning too hard in the game script here, fellas. But uh, we know, we know, running backs can be game, dis- game. Dis- you know, no, he definitely can. I mean, he definitely can. But I, I think that even if they are down in this game and they are chasing, I don't think they're going to necessarily abandon Derrick Henry in Week One. Um, And then, like Marcus is saying, like, you know, if they are down, if they're down 10 points and Kyler just has his foot down their throat, maybe he does catch a couple screens. I mean, you know, so maybe that would be a good thing for this prop. I I think it's I think it's an over. I I think that, um, you know, it it is going to 
hit that over in the 51.5 that I saw. You saw 52 berm for the uh, spread. I think it'll hit that over. Like, I think this is going to be uh, one of the higher scoring. This and the Green Bay Saints game are both going to be very high scoring. Yeah, I think pace of play is going to play a factor here in this game. So if they play as fast as, uh, as we think they can, then, you know, it's, it's going to be an easy over, I think. But uh, we'll see. You know, like I mentioned, those running backs can be game script dependent at times. Uh, moving on to a couple other running backs here. We have Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley. Uh, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll do the Kamara prop first since it's listed first here on Thrive Fantasy. And this is a 71 and a half total just rushing yards. This isn't a combined yardage total, and they're getting a little tricky on you guys here. The over is going to be awarded 115 points if it hits. So this is kind of one of the bangers here. And then the under is only giving you 85 points. Berm, I'll throw it to you first. Where, What way are you leaning on 71 and a half rushing yards for Kamara? So first of all, 71 and a half doesn't sound like a lot for such a stud as Alvin Kamara is. Uh, but... And- but- but we do have some historical data. Um, if you look back to last year, uh, Alvin Kamara, he did have an amazing game against Green Bay, uh, except he only rushed six times for 58 yards. Mm-hmm. But he had he, his big game came from receiving, essentially. He had 13 catches uh, and a couple of touchdowns there. So if that game plays out even remotely similar to how it did last year and they have the same game plan, uh, as much as it's, uh, I hate to give up the uh, the added points, I like the under. No, that makes sense. I mean, especially when you kind of look at him just historically not being, you know, a, a bell cow guy. Like he rarely gets, you know, into double digit carries. And, it's, uh, you know, when he does, of course, it's it's great. It's fantasy goodness and everybody loves it. But, you know, I can definitely see a scenario where the under hits and that's actually where I'm leaning as well. Marcus, what say you? Uh, I'm going under on this one. I think I think he puts up a decent yardage total, but I think a good chunk of it comes receiving-wise. I just don't think running mm-hmm. the football is going to be super effective uh, against this Packers defense in week one. You know, and plus, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they let Jameis air it out a little bit, right? Um, you know, kind of get him in the in the swing of things and, and have him do his thing a little bit. So uh, I see a decent game from him com- coming from Kamara. I just don't necessarily see it rushing, so I'll go under. Right. Professor? I'm going to go over. Um, I want to get the points here. And I think that they make it juicy. They make it juicy. And I think I'll go for it. Like I said, with the last game, I'm going to chase the total points and then just think that there's going to be a lot of yards on the board. I think he's going to be a target hog. So I know we're not talking about rushing here, but I'm just saying, I think he's going to be a target hog for the beginning of the season until Michael Thomas comes back. It's going to be really nice what you get from Alvin Kamara. Um, And that's why, you know, him being a top three pick, uh, you know, is, is justified. Um, but I'm going to go over, I, I don't know what's going on with Latavius Murray. Like he was like a borderline cut. So I don't know if they're going to like use him that much. And I, I've, you know, I'm hearing like through the bushes that they're going to use Alvin Kamara more actually on the ground. So I'm just going to go with those uh, narratives, you know, the, the high point total for the game. And then also that he's going to actually get more use on the ground maybe. But I don't yeah. know what's going on with I, 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 like, were they going to cut him? That was, that was so weird. Yeah. He was definitely rumored to be on the chopping block for sure. So we'll see. Apparently, they, uh, they wanted to keep him, but he definitely did not have uh, a very good preseason, to, to say the least. But uh, you know, you mentioned Kamara being a top three guy, a guy that was definitely top three last year, Mr. Saquon Barkley. Of course, 
this matchup's a little tricky here. The Giants are at home, but it's against Denver, who I think is going to have one of the better defenses in the league this year. And this is a total yardage. It's a 95.5 rushing and receiving combo. Uh, you get 95 for the over. You get 105 for the under. Marcus, I'll throw it to you first for Saquon's total. 95.5 total rushing and receiving yards. Yeah, I think he's under that. Maybe he get like for fantasy purposes, maybe he gets a touchdown, which sort of will, will make his day look a little bit better. But I don't think the yardage numbers are going to be great. I, I've got real concerns about this Giants offense. I mean, I feel like at this point, we sort of know who Daniel Jones is. It's nothing spectacular. The offensive line has issues. And on top of it, you know, the Giants have been, you know, they tried to put a brave face on Saquon and his rehab. But even as of like a month ago, Saquon didn't seem all that confident about coming back and when he was going to be available. So there, there are some real questions I have going into week one here. I think over the course of the season, Saquon will be fine, but I think it might be a bit of a slow start. So I'll take the under. Yeah, you, you know, you mentioned the injury concerns. I mean, I'm smashing the under and I'm not even concerned about the ACL. Uh, you know, he's almost 11 months removed now from the ACL. I mean, it's almost a complete season has gone by almost a com complete calendar year. My real concern lies within the game script. You know, you mentioned it before, and this is a game that I've personally invested on pretty heavily towards the Broncos. And I think the Broncos are going to come out and smash. So that's why I'm actually taking the under. Um, but Steve, what say you on this one? Yeah, I think Denver and DraftKings uh, is like 3,300, such a smash. I mean, it's like the most obvious uh, play for me. Um, but I, I'm going to go under, too, for reasons you guys said. And I think, you know, we're starting to – like my reason to draft Saquon outside the top five, like you allude to, Josh, is not so much injury concern as it is concern with the offense. So um, I'm, I'm going to go with that narrative for week one. We think that this Denver defense is going to be good. We think that Saquon's going to be limited. We're getting more points. It just seems like an obvious pick there. Yeah, you I like gotta, it. Got to agree. Not much else to say. I mean, Denver top 10 uh, rushing defense last year. We'll probably see that again this year. Uh, and the Giants just abysmally, abysmal offensively. So under yeah. made it. Well, that's a clean sweep. All four of us like the under. I got to say, fellas, when I looked at it, you know, I saw those total yardage. I thought that the point values would be switched. I thought that right. they'd put a little more juice on that over, uh, but having the under be the be the higher scorer, I, I really think that that's the pick as well. So a little bit of, you know, strategy there as far as uh, when you're going through these picks. And when you are going through these picks, I want to remind you guys, for this particular contest, there's 20 props listed. you got to pick your 10 favorite, and then don't forget your ice picks. Uh, those are the in-case-of-emergency props. So you definitely want to get the ice picks in hand. Uh, so you're going to basically end up with a baker's uh, – well, not a baker's dozen. I just – I want a chance to do the super fans thing, but I'm <laughs> – I'm going to hold off, but you're going to do an even dozen there, Bob. And then uh, you're going to submit those in. And then, you know, hey, if it's not one of us sitting at the top with that 20K in hand at the end, uh, hopefully it's one of you guys. Um, but, Professor, wanted to throw it to you real quick. Any final thoughts or anything else you wanted to add here uh, just with the excitement of week one around the corner? No, before we get into Marcus's hot take, I mean, this is something that we used to do, Josh, where we used to have our guests give a hot take as per the, you know, the name of the show. Right. Uh, so we're going to bring that back. I mean, Marcus is, you know, he's been on the show four times now, like most we've ever had anybody on. I think Ryan McDowell's been on three times. There's a couple others that are three, but Marcus is the only one 
uh, who's been on. Yeah, Florida. we have to. We actually have to get Marcus a jacket when he comes on the next time uh, <laughs> with the little MG patch and like when they do on SNL for the Five Timers Club. So, <laughs> oh, that's 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 a nice touch. I like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say before we get into Marcus's hot take, um, you know, go over. We're gonna put this up onto the audio sphere. You're gonna get this on wherever you listen to pods, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go over, subscribe. To the show, we're going to be coming at you every week with fantasy football advice and advice for Thrive Fantasy. Um, Marcus, I'm excited to hear your hot take for 2021. So my hot take for 2021, and maybe it's not even that much of a hot take, but I think Ryan Tannehill is going to finish as a top five quarterback. Um, I mean, this is the guy who was QB seven last year, and that was before getting Julio Jones. Now he's got one more weapon uh, that he gets to use. I think there's going to be more passing volume in that Titans offense. I'm sort of excited about what it is. Plus, they get, you know, they get four games against the Jaguars and against the, the Texans this year. So that's that's a pretty good start to the season anyway. Uh, so I, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to really kind of go to the moon. I feel like he's sort of been disrespected when it comes to a lot of drafts this year. Oh, 100 percent. Steve and I were doing guillotine league draft and we're in a slow draft you know i'm we're far enough away that we can kind of confide in our picks with each other you know and i said he's like what are you that, when, when it's appropriate i don't oh, yeah, say yeah. if like you're gonna pick next then you know that would well, be Steve, you know if i got two picks coming up before his next one you know i'm totally i'm totally fine sharing and i said you know i said i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna I go this route but then i'm really hoping Tannehill's, and he literally goes the next pick and i was so pissed i said i knew i said i knew i should have just took Tannehill, but I can absolutely see that happening and, you know, maybe them moving away from Derrick Henry a little bit. You guys, we already mentioned it earlier in the show. He could get a little more dump off action. Julio Jones, you already mentioned Marcus would be there. I mean, all these, all these facts just really support that. So, I mean, I can get behind it. You know, it's, we hope he gets rushing touchdowns. You know, he he gets rushing touchdowns and he does the MJ finger roll every time. It's like kind of (laughs) cool. It's like, okay, this guy, this guy's kind of swaggy. I don't understand it, but I'm with it. That's kind of how I feel about Ryan Tannehill. And he's still a late-round QB guy. Top five is hot. I like that. I think that, you know, he can definitely be a QB one this year. But, dude, I mean, like Julio, we don't – if Julio can be Julio, this offense is crazy. I mean, I think we're all expecting that maybe Julio is going to be banged up for, like, half the year and, like, not – and be, like, a shell of his former self. What if he's just Julio? I mean, that's that could be scary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I think uh, you might have to double check this, but I think Ryan Tannehill was a top 10 fantasy quarterback for the majority of, well, maybe the entire uh, last season. So yeah, top yeah. five, I, I've i been high on him too. I, I got to yeah. like it. So You, you drafted him at Draft Night Out, right? In, in the Superflex League. Extremely early, yeah. 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 You had to, yeah. Had to. <laughs> he really is a poster child of the never Gase. You know, when they, when they get away from Adam Gase, it's – it's just he's he's probably the president at this point. He's not just <laughs> he's not just a client. He's also the president. But yeah. I will, I think that's a good place to stop, gentlemen. Again, really, Marcus, I really appreciate you stopping by and uh, being generous with your time again, man. Remind everybody where they can check out you and your stuff. Yeah, uh, most most place find me is, uh, is on Twitter at Marcus G M A R C A S G. But uh, the podcast, the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, a couple times a week wherever you get podcasts, uh, and NFL Fantasy Live five days a week on uh, NFL Network, six p.m. Eastern. So check it out. Fantastic. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us, you guys. Again, want to remind you guys we'll be doing this pretty much every Friday night, either you know nine thirty, ten, ten thirty, sometime after the kids go to bed. Man, we'll be. 
We'll be getting it done here at the hot take. And of course you can listen to the audio version wherever you listen and subscribe to your favorite podcasts. So don't forget to follow us all on Twitter for myself, for Mr. Taroni, the OG of the hot take for Dr. Dan Berman and for Marcus Grant. This has been the hot take podcast. <laughs>